0: Hi Slip Angle listeners, this is Rob from Fields Autoworks and Fields Engineering. We're really excited to be supporting great content on Slip Angle, and we hope you'll find your way over to our social media pages to see some of the exciting work that we're doing. Fields Autoworks has Cardinal Coupes being delivered, and Scioto Coupes in build for testing this summer, with more exciting models on the near horizon. If you're ready for supercar performance for under $70,000, or professional prototype speed for under $150,000, Stop by fieldsautoworks.com to see what we offer. At Fields Engineering, we have openings for major builds, arrive and drive customers, and medium to large engineering projects. We have capabilities ranging from whole composite body scratch builds to 3D scanning and printing to trackside support. We're also thrilled to be supporting regular guy racing with Colton Wade driving in GLTC and the exciting new Future Frontrunners initiative to promote women in club racing. As a Fields customer, you get the combined experience of IndyCar builders, IMSA veterans, aerospace engineers, and lifetime racers working on your next big endeavor. If that sounds like a team you're interested in working with every day, you can also contact us about our open shop positions. Find Fields Auto Works on social media and at FieldsAutoworks.com, and find Fields Engineering on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening!
1: Off.
2: It's my favorite place.
1: It is a good place to hang out.
2: The weather today is perfect. Yesterday was virtually perfect, too. Yeah. It sprinkled a little. It was, but so it great. was supposed to rain and it, it didn't.
1: It like literally, like nothing even got wet. The track was never damp. Yeah. Was track ever jam- damp, John? Uh, no, it was uh, pretty good all day. We've got John Raymond here who basically lives at racetracks, works for us and another supercar experience company, and probably other people, too.
2: But he's um, one of the, uh, coolest people that I know
1: He's he's got that chill vibe and demeanor dude yeah, and he also has operated a lot of racetracks so he gets to solve some of my previous insanity and now I get to walk around and like manage vibe and talk to people all day so John's been operating tracks with us at most of the events this year which is great um <laughs> Midwest, I think we're probably going to tag team things because, man, that's a busy one. But, yeah, um, appreciate you uh, helping, bud. No, of
2: course. Thanks for having me. Um, Happy to
1: be part of things. Yeah. What, what, what was the thing you wanted to talk about, Ed?
2: I want to talk about maybe one of the, one of the most extreme experiences that is in your recent life.
3: The, the Kanye experience, yeah. I'm assuming. The Kanye experience, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we'll call it.
1: That was a weird event. Uh, that was one. was before I left Facebook and stuff. Uh, what was it like in December, January? It was, I think, October. It was early. So. It was fall, I Yeah, say. it was definitely fall. One right. last so,
3: year.
2: So, se- excuse me. Ste- set the stage for us.
3: Well, so basically, how it all came to be is I was working at a racetrack in Charlotte, and it was about eleven thirty at night. I'm in the shower getting ready to come home and my phone rings and it's a number that I don't have saved and I get out of the shower thinking it's something important and it was a friend of a friend Mm -hmm. that asked me if I was available for a project this week and I said, sure, what's going on? And the words that were said to me were, you're going to get in a Lamborghini on stage with Kanye West (laughs) and drive around Kanye while you're on stage. But I heard that you're going to be doing donuts on stage around Kanye West in a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it.
1: <laughs> That's a weird initial, like, uh, okay.
3: Yeah. And I was like, who are you? Sounds What's your name again? <laughs> Is this.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. We met that one time. Sure. Kind of <laughs> but
3: um, ultimately, what had happened was they had called me and then asked me to put a team together right. for this event. How and far out of the event? So this was Sunday night right. that my phone rang. The show was a pop-up show for Kanye for the release of the Donda album, right. and it was happening that Thursday. Where? In Chicago. Where? At Soldier Field. Yeah, the
1: largest venue in <laughs> Chicago, where the Bears play yeah, for, the a, la,
3: for the last 100 years. Oh, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> On the lake. And so my understanding was we need a team of like your best people right. for motorsports, you know, stunt driving, precision driving. And I said, when do we need the team? And the answer was, we need everybody in Chicago by tomorrow. So 14 people. Give us names, give us phone numbers, we'll get them here. So, um, you know, I went to sleep last or that evening thinking about, do I know 14 people that I would trust putting on stage in front of, I don't know how many thousand people. It was a pretty packed show, too. It was, uh, I think it was 60,000. <laughs> something so crazy. Stupid. Um
1: yeah, dude, 90.23 for uh, Renee out there at Standing Start. That's across. pretty good. <laughs> it's like
2: a two second improvement.
3: Yeah. Moving. But yeah, so we get to. Uh, We're I, up in the tower at Blackhawk <laughs> right now. <laughs> so. uh, we get home, and I just start calling, you know, everyone I can think of on Monday. And he didn't think of me, though. Didn't I, th- I thought of you. You're always busy. Yeah, You're always I was, doing I was, something. I actually was really busy. <laughs> I know. Um, and, you know, it's like 9 a.m. making phone calls. I'm saying, hey, I can't tell you exactly what this is about. I just need to know if you can get on the next flight to Chicago. And I'm calling people that are in Washington, Atlanta, Florida, you name it. And I had people from all over the country. And if they told me, yes, they can, then I was able to disclose what we were doing. Mm -hmm. But before that, we couldn't disclose, you know, what the team was for. But fast forward to now Tuesday, I've got most of the team there. You know, flights are paid for, whatever they cost, they cost. I was essentially given a credit card and a checkbook It said, make it happen Mm -hmm. which was awesome but I was never told exactly what it is that we're making happen so that was the hard part to really relay but ultimately what it ended up being was Kanye was going to perform in the center of Soldier Field in a recreation of his childhood house Mm -hmm. and the plan was is going to be the whole, not even a show but a listening party so it's like him um, his friends, Marilyn Manson, Kim Kardashian people are just there and there's this whole scene where there's cars circling the house going clockwise. And that was supposed to be like a fleet of Lamborghinis. And then there's a second ring going counterclockwise, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be like limousines, presidential SUVs and whatnot. And then going clockwise again on a third ring, we're supposed to be like news vans. So it creates this spiraling effect from up in the stands. Right. And so we got all these stunt drivers and whatnot. and We're getting ready to go. But we ended up being involved in the uh, the logistics side of things, so now it's Tuesday evening, and we have four Lamborghini Uruses just arriving. One of them is wrapped flat black with like a fifteen thousand dollar wrap. It was done like two days prior. They said take it off, back to gloss black. You know, make all these cars that aren't gloss black, gloss black. It was nuts, dude. Yeah, it's it was insane, and um, this <laughs> w- waste of money. <laughs> we we took it to the shop. And they said, you know, it's going to be like at least 12 hours to unwrap this car. At which point my phone rang. They said, we don't have time. Get the wrap off now. So I start peeling the wrap as quickly as I can. And I managed to get all the vinyl off, but I left all the glue behind. So I just destroyed, you know, <laughs> this, this Lamborghini in the process there, which was, you know, it was a good time.
1: And all these cars were like acquired last minute.
3: Oh, uh, that week. It's you so know, crazy. within 48 to 72 hours. So like a million,
2: million when,
1: plus dollars for the car.
2: When oh, yeah. someone needs to find six Lamborghini Uruses at a moment's notice, what do they do?
3: Panic would probably be the first <laughs> uh, response I have there. But no, it was, um, it was interesting. I think we were reaching out everywhere, dealerships. Some of us were looking on Craigslist kind of thing. You know, we're looking everywhere. But once we got, um, you know, the cars taken care of all that, that was kind of the hard part. It was more so just getting the show underway And without throwing names or, you know, people under the bus, there was Kanye, his manager, and then the management team below that that was handling the show. And that management team had no idea what was going on. (laughs) And so I roll in with you know my team of drivers that we had acquired right. um, from everywhere from every track i've been to from every company i've worked for i just picked the best guys i could think just, just found and, people that were free basically. yeah that was free and competent because my understanding is That's we're going to so do precision driving on stage
1: but it's still hard to find people with two days notice oh absolutely impossible um,
3: but we ended up you know getting out there max speed was about three and a half miles an hour Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no stunt driving no precision driving anybody could have done this but this that's not what was advertised to me was this is parking lot driving oh yeah it was yeah. ridiculous um, but the whole thing goes down you know the show's fallen apart two days prior mm-hmm. we're there you know our call time was like 11 a.m. on property and we were there until 3 or 4 in the morning at night doing rehearsals you know drills just practicing it was crazy and the issue was the story changed for what we were going to do by the hour so there was never a set-in-stone plan for what's going to happen. They say, we'll tell you, we'll figure it out.
1: So they're just winging this whole project. Oh, and the
3: entire thing. And um, it gets down to Wednesday night, the night before the show, and I pulled the management team aside, and I said, hey, we need a little more direction, and would you like some help with your vision on what you want to do? Right. And they asked me you know, my name, they asked me who I was, we brought another uh, team member that also works with us at uh, Gridlife in, and, you know, we said, here's what we're willing to do. We can kind of manage this. And they basically shook our hands and said, great, the show's yours in you know, so, <laughs> so few words. Are Which, you
1: lot to talk about this?
3: I, I think I could talk about most of this. Did you sign uh, any NDAs or no? That's the really exciting part yeah. is we did not.
1: Okay, so you can talk about it. Uh, but we were
3: supposed to. Oh, <laughs> All right. That's that's where it gets so. There's some things we'll leave out, but
1: it's um, <laughs> just interesting story. Though. Yeah, there's there's a yeah, lot you're to not this. Like besmirching anybody. Yeah, there's a lot to this. It's that just so interesting and weird.
3: It, it was the most wild experience. I mean, there's all these details that, you know, I can't get into too much detail on. But you know, friends and friends of friends hear the stories. But these are stories that no one would ever believe. And one of them is, it's you know, eleven o'clock at night on probably Tuesday night. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, go to bed, sleep in. It's been a long day. We'll see you at 10 a.m. I said, great. My phone's just ringing nonstop at about 6 a.m. or so. And I'm completely naked in bed, you know, just knocked As out. Are. Yeah. Right? And they say, hey, come outside right now. We're waiting for you. And I'm like, what's going on? They said, no time. Get in the car. We'll explain. And I said, let me brush my teeth. Let me get dressed. And they said, there is no time. You need to be in this car right now. So I throw on some pants, grab my shirt, grab my shoes, I don't think I even took my wallet. I just took my phone, ran out of this hotel, got into just some regular like SUV, and I got my shoes in my hand, my shirt in my hand, and they said, the story is, you need to take this Urus, which was the wrong one, some, Lam- some issue with it, to this address somewhere in Chicago and pick up this other Lamborghini and bring it back, and you need to be back by 8. And it's an hour each way. It's 6 a.m. I'm not even in the first car yet. Oh my gosh. And so I'm like, all right, we can do that. So I get dropped off at the shop. Still don't have my shoes on. Don't have my shirt on. The car I'm supposed to take is idling in the parking lot. They said keys are in it. Go. And you know I asked questions. They said don't ask questions. Just go. We'll text you the address. Start heading. I think it was west. Just get on 90 and just try and make your way west. We'll text you where to go. (laughs) So I get in the car. Reeks of marijuana. I have never smelled something so strong in my entire life. I got no shirt. I have no shoes. They're like in the passenger seat. (sighs) And now I'm doing like 95 down 90, you know, in Chicago, just moving, trying to get to said address for this other dealership. I'm mobbing through traffic in this car, reek of drugs, pull up to this parking lot, and there's a gentleman standing in the parking lot next to a matte black Urus. And he said, and I pull up, I stop, and I'm obviously in a hurry, like, I don't know if brakes or smoking is accurate, but I mean, to help paint the picture of how quickly I pull in. Oh yeah. It's a good time. Honestly, I'll never forget. Those are fast. Oh, they're real fast. It's like a hurricane, just Uh bigger. Yeah. And I pull into the parking lot, open the door, jump out of this car with no shoes. I'm putting my shirt on and I reek of weed. (laughs) And this dude says, are you the guy? And I said, yeah, I'm the guy. I hand him the keys. He hands me a different set of keys. No more questions. I got in the other Lamborghini and then headed back to the shop. As you could. Like, that, that was the entire dialogue is, are you the guy? <laughs> yes, I'm day. the guy. And at the time, I'm fresh 24 years old. Yeah. You know, like, freshly, like, clean-shaven, apparently now reek of marijuana, half-dressed. Like, I definitely would have had a couple more questions than that. Yeah. But I think so that goes down as the all-time greatest thing I've ever done. So weird. what time did you get back? I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I know I made it. I know that yeah. much. Um, so what, why, was the ur- why was there urgency? Because the cars had to get wrapped, and then they were getting this um, Indian-style wedding flower service done to them where they had these flowers draped all over the hoods and whatnot, and it had a specific timeline that it had to be done by the practice, and they wanted like four hours to do each car, and rehearsal was at like 6 o'clock that night. So it was, you know, get the cars done, get the cars where they need to be, so on and so forth, and... There's other stories I can't get into about, you know, some vehicles may have gone missing for a couple hours here or there somewhere in Chicago, and we don't know where they went and it's then they so appeared. Weird, dude. It, it so was crazy. crazy. Like
1: that, and you'd think, like that level of production at a venue like that. Sure. With, you know, literally one of the most A list people on the planet. Sure. You'd think it would. It'd be a 10 month production planning. It, to be fair, like three days. <laughs> there was
3: something going on with Drake at the time, and Drake had an album that was coming out. Okay. And I think that this was to rival that. They were trying to offset one another with the timing of the release. <laughs> whatever, man. And so, and we're getting further into that. I know the story bounces around a lot, but now it's the night of the show. Yeah. The show was supposed to start, I think it was supposed to go from 9 to 11 or something like that. Maybe it was 11 to 1, I don't remember. But I remember it's two hours before the show starts, or before we need to be in place. And I'm sitting, you know, in the Uris, getting ready to go out, and, you know, the whole team's there, the whole crew is there. And then we heard, hey guys, the show might be canceled. And we said, why is the show canceled? It said, Drake is pushing his album back by a week, so Kanye doesn't want to do the show until next week. And there's about forty thousand people in the grandstands right now, like waiting for the show. No. oh yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, what do you mean the show's canceled? And so now here I am, you know, some small-time twenty-four-year-old boy getting ready to go find Kanye and be like, "You can't cancel the show, man." <laughs> Meanwhile, he has no idea who I am. But yeah, did, that did, was
1: uh, did you ever meet him or no?
3: In passing, not yeah. even not a formal like hello, this or that. Is yeah. like walked by me, and exchanged four or five words, and that so, was about strange. it. But it was uh it was definitely a time.
2: So how did the show actually go?
3: I think it went well. Um, I didn't add that in between these rings of cars, I don't remember how many, so my numbers could be off, but it was in excess of a thousand dancers, like physical human beings, mm-hmm. were placed in between each car to like do dances while the cars are going in opposite directions and um <sighs> the way that it worked. It was we got highlighter paint that was like luminescent in the dark and we painted tracks for us to follow because, you know, it's so dark and now there's strobe lights Mm -hmm. and, you know, fire and all this crazy stuff in the dark. And so I roll out. I'm the first person anybody actually sees of the show. They don't see me. They see the car that I'm driving, at which point I thought, I'm so glad this thing's an automatic because I absolutely would have stalled this in front of 60,000 people (laughs) on TV or the internet or whatever. Um... But I roll out and I've never had stage fright or like, an oh, I'm in front of people. It doesn't bother me. And I've never seen that many people. That's a lot of people. And I'm just looking around. And it was 360 degrees because you're right. inside a stadium. Right. So I'm turning around, looking left, looking right. I'm like, this is insane. There's so many people. Meanwhile, the head of the show, which is supposed to be Kanye's management team, is now our uh, staff from Grid Life who... know, jumped in so he's in my ear, talk me through what's going on. So it's really just me and my friends as far as we're concerned, doing this in front of sixty thousand people and a bunch of cameras in you know very high risk situation. And so I gotta do this perfect, you know, I have to time the one lap of this building to the song. So I know where I need to be. It's just crazy stuff, right? And it's like don't go off course, don't turn left, don't do this, don't do that. And there's a cameraman standing directly where I'm supposed to put the car. And I'm slowing down. He's not moving. And I'm trying to motion this camera guy out of the way. And he's just perfectly where I need to be. And I have to make like a hard left to get around him, which is very out of line and not how it's supposed to be at all. My only thought is there are 60,000 people watching me right now. And I'm going to mess this whole thing up because the camera guy didn't get the memo. (laughs) But the show went well. Insanity. I was crazy. Like
1: it's Insanity.
3: There's so many details that I've already left out. It doesn't out. make any sense. No, I know. And the thing is, in just over 72 hours, it was start to finish. Yeah. And after the show ended at um, the middle of the night, you know, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. when we were done, I went straight to O'Hare to catch a flight to go to Utah for my normal day job, what I normally do. And I got on that plane and I got to work and it was like nothing had ever happened. And to this day, it's been like nothing had ever happened. There's just 14 of us with a ton of inside jokes and crazy memories. That's so weird.
2: That's very strange.
1: Like it's just so weird. As you told me about it the first time. I was like, it was like a basically you told this like half hour story. Sure. Uh, like the whole time, it's like what, why? <laughs> it's <like>, like, like,
3: <laughs> it one of those things. And then where, all of a
1: sudden, you guys are in charge. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, it was it was hard to everything was difficult because that then made any sense. well, because then we're in charge of the thing, and it's like okay, you know, respectfully, we feel better about this being in control as anybody would, you know, because we feel we're going to make the right decisions and make the right calls, debatable, depending on who you are, of course. But it was, you know, how do we be like, yeah, we just took over the entire production for this show. Like, we didn't do all the planning, we didn't do, you know, very much besides the actual run of show, actually manage, you know, the calls, the run of show at the time. Mm -hmm. But it was very interesting to come in from... You know, I had no idea this was happening to 72 hours later. We're in charge of the thing, essentially. Um, But, I mean, credit where credit's due. I mean, the production team of that show did a a great job conceptually, you know, getting the idea there and what they want to do and all that. It was just when it came to... Hard to believe you pulled it off. I can't believe we did to this day.
1: That's that's like more luck than sense almost. Oh,
3: it was... For most of us, it was the most stressful three or four days I think we've ever had. I'll never... Do it again, no, but I'm so happy that I did, yeah that's and cool. I want to do it again. That's an experience, but I don't think I can it was, it was definitely an extreme that's an experience, yeah, it was definitely quite the experience <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of character building, you know, we all got real close with each other, we all learned a lot about each other, yeah. last we had, but as time goes on, as we get further away from it, I'll absolutely be able to disclose more, I'm sure you know, um, but we all got hit with paperwork after the event was over. Mm-hmm. and said, you need to sign this and it was not necessarily non-disclosures but you know you can't take pictures and all that and this was a couple of days after the show was over after yeah I'm like i'm sorry we're not <laughs> signing anything yeah and um <laughs> it was it was done so quickly
1: <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that you're supposed to sign yeah, like, yeah, yeah. before you get to
3: legally this. there's no proof that i think almost any of us were there right the only thing we had to do was take a covid test at the time right at which point kanye had refused to do the COVID testing and made it so no one had to do COVID tests to get in, which was against the city of Chicago mm-hmm. for these large venues because he was a you know different opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Our team had gotten inside to the stage underneath Soldier Field, done all the practices and everything, essentially without COVID tests and without anything. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knew who anyone was except for me. They just knew my name is John and then John's team. Mm-hmm. Which was great for them, you know, for their own privacy sake. Full anonymous, yeah. But then it Full came anonymous. down to, hey, you guys, have you been COVID tested? And I said no. And if I'd never said anything, I said, oh, yeah, then we would have done the whole thing. So the only thing that's ever proof that we were there is somewhere there's a, like a COVID test kit with my DNA on it somewhere. <laughs> Find it. And, that, and that's Wait, it. Not
1: like, it's not like there's any investigation after this. No, no. I mean, the thing went nothing, well. Nothing happened. No, it was a great show. It's um, just so weird that that's how something like this would be done. Yeah, like the budget for this had to have been twenty five million dollars. I don't know
3: what it was. I couldn't even put a, a, tag on it. I know what the group, and the, team that brought me in. I know roughly how much we were in, which, out of respect for them, I'm not going to disclose. But, but a lot. it was more than I would have expected. I mean, he right. threw me that number, and I was like, I, yeah, I mean, I've never even heard of a number the cars, that big.
1: The cars didn't get crushed afterwards, but that's an expensive operation.
3: No, it was insane. And then we had to get a bunch of G wagons. Yeah, and whatnot. Obviously. Right. As one does. And so I spent like two days driving G Wagons through downtown Chicago, just from place to place, right. which never got used. They got sat. We had some Maybox that we, I think we bought, that never got used. They just sat. That's so stupid. Um, they last minute, the show runner, so there's a Kanye, Kanye's manager, and then the next guy mm-hmm. says, We want to do a limousine. We want to do a stretch limo and add the limo into the show. And I think we're about two hours from the show so all the rehearsals have been done all the practices have been done he's like we're throwing a limo in there
1: you gotta get a gloss black limo man
3: well I I said I don't think it's physically possible because the limo's too long to do this circle that we're doing and you're gonna start running over the dances in between they said we have to make it happen and I said where are you gonna get a gloss black limo lo and behold 30 minutes later there's a gloss black limo (laughs) underneath Soldier Field and that was a hill I was gonna die on and I was (sighs) I mean, I was as respectful as I could, but I definitely offended some people with saying, you just can't do that. You're going to break people's feet. You're going to break ankles. Like, Mm -hmm. we can test it, you know. Like, let's get the limo out there right now. show you why it won't work. And, you know, we can go and maybe redo the paths, you know, for where everybody's going to stand and where they're going to dance. And the response I was met with was no, because there's 40,000 people watching right now. We don't want any spoilers. Nobody knows what's supposed to happen. Oh, so this is that close to it. Oh, yeah. We're about to go out. So it was...
1: Was this a ticketed event, or was it like? Yeah, I think it was ticketed, okay.
3: uh, but it was a pop up. I don't think yeah. it was announced until like the Tuesday or something, and there's still like tens of thousands of people were there. So
2: don't leave us hanging. What happens to the limo?
3: Oh, we uh, <laughs> we did, the limo didn't happen. It was uh, I went to find like not Kanye, but like Kanye's manager, I guess, who he has like six of apparently. So there's quite the run around trying to get a hold of anybody. So a lot of businesses. He's well, doing quite a few things, yeah. and um. I said, you know, we can't do this. And there was a bunch of arguing back and forth. And I didn't hold anybody hostage. I wasn't pulling, like, hey, then we're just out. My team is out. We're not going to be part of this. Um, but it was in my mind to, you know, start, you know, what I need to do to make the this happen. The
1: turning radiuses have to be roughly similar. Yeah. And um, <laughs> well, I don't all remember. All we're doing is turning.
3: I think I got to physically show them why it wasn't possible. And they said, okay, that's fine. But now we're going to go ahead and put these LED light bars, which are like tubular, like they're more so like fluorescent lights, like shop lights, Mm -hmm. in the windshields of the cars. And the plan was to trigger them with this remote to do like red and blue, like flashing to be like police lights in these Lamborghinis and SUVs. And we're now an hour out. Like we're about to go, like dancers are lined up, you know, cars are lined up, ready to go out from under the stage. And it's like, we can't do that. I said, well, this is part of the plan. We just came up with this, we think it's going to be great here's all of these fluorescent lights, go put them in the car. And I said, well, you can't see all the windshield if you do that. It's dark outside and there's strobe lights. Cars have to be off. You know, we're Mm -hmm. disconnecting daytime running lights, pulling fuses left and right. Like, I can't, we can't do that. You're not going to be able to see anything. And it's just so crazy. Like, I genuinely enjoyed the last minute, you know, this would be cool, so let's do it. But the lack of thought going into, is this safe? Is this manageable? Is this going to be okay? but there's so much more to the story i could tell but you know as time goes on you know we can talk right. about more and more details so on it all but it's I'd, so weird craziest thing i've done in 24 years for yeah. sure i'm forever grateful for it nobody believes me the craziest
1: thing you did was drive 3 miles an hour yeah hands down and literally like you could there's a many days where you're driving much faster
3: oh for sure yeah. i've driven crazier cars on racetracks. i've been to crazier places but it's so in weird. downtown chicago one evening I got technically like three or four evenings. Hands down will be something I'll never forget for the rest yeah. of my life.
1: It's the craziest story i ever had. That's a good one. Well, how was your weekend here so far? No,
3: it's significantly calmer. Yeah, it's pretty chill. Yeah, it's super great. I, nice.
1: sorta, I sort of saddled you with the whole weekend so I could stick around with me and Scott Giles' car. Well, that's <laughs> fine.
3: People are asking, like, hey, what can we do to help? And I said, I'm barely doing anything out here. That's I'm just, a good one, isn't yeah, it? I'm just kind of hanging out. You know, I'm working one. on my tan a little bit. And yeah. Catching up with people.
1: No, we got well, we got super lucky with weather and uh, good group of drivers. So been a good weekend so far.
3: So. Yeah.
1: Anyway, well, we did a podcast, I think. Man. Once upon a time in Chicago. That's yeah. a that's a good name for it. Uh-huh. That's a really dumb yeah. way to spend a Thursday. Like, again, I want to give <laughs> super you, unique. I want to
3: give you more details because there's so much more, but this could take, you know, a four hour conversation um,
1: here. Last question. Did the money ever get sorted out with all this stuff? Because it seems like this is a black hole where money disappears when a production like the have.
3: team that we hired and yeah. brought in was paid accordingly. Okay, awesome. That's that's where I can leave. The that. team was paid accordingly. The team that I hands yeah. personally was responsible for bringing in. They were taken care of, mm-hmm. um, as well as myself. I was given what I was promised as well. Okay. Uh, my understanding is the rest. There's some TBD.
1: Then. But that's like when when the paperwork never gets signed ahead of time. How do you sort that mess out? You know. Yeah,
3: I mean it was great. What? Honestly, I mean it was crazy, crazy. Experience. It was. Uh, it worked out. Everybody's happy. Um, you got a good story. Yeah, definitely one of the best things I ever story. did. Character building for sure. That's a weird
1: story.
2: That's got to be one of the weirdest things I've ever
3: heard. It's one of those first date stories, and then your date never comes back because they think you just yeah. lied to them the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's almost like a fake story. Yeah. Like yeah, that one time where. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I called my mom... No way did that happen. Like,
3: Wednesday, like, after both... Like, we did two practices. This is after the Lamborghini thing. This is after everything. And mom said, so where are you? And I said, oh, I'm in Chicago. You know, I'm in Soldier Field. And she says, and what are you doing? And I explained it to her, like, three times over. And she thought I was kidding the entire time. Mm-hmm. And, then like, I saw her, like, a couple days later. And she thought I was out, like, at a work trip or something. I was like, well, kind of was. But this is what I did.
1: Yeah. And Random side hustle. Yeah. So. It was
3: definitely crazy so
2: since then have you been involved in any more music productions
3: not yet i've uh i've actually stayed in contact with the team on the kanye side you know that we ended up getting involved in and he did a uh donda two in miami and f- this past february i think it was like the 22nd because so it was two twenty two twenty two or something like that and i said hey do you need any more drivers or something like that And um, the answer for that one was no, it was a little bit different. There was something with him like levitating and suspending. I don't know, something crazy, like way out of my realm, you know. That sounds pretty Kanye-ish. But, you know, we made it clear (gasps) that, you know, myself and the team that was there would be interested in this. And there is talk that there's some movie being filmed coming up in the Midwest. I don't remember what the movie is. Like it hasn't been announced yet, but this team is on the inside, you know. And they're gonna be looking for drivers to perform for the movie as stunt drivers. Okay. And apparently this team has first dibs on the job. Cool. Interesting. So I'm waiting on a call back from that, but I've also been waiting since October. Stunt driver job. So we'll see. Let's let's not make that a habit, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever, man. Well, I'm gonna go see how that Corvette came over the berm and see if he's okay. We had a Corvette go over the
2: berm.
3: It does happen. I mean, it yeah, it does. A smooth happen. transition though. Wasn't,
1: it did look like it was smooth. Pretty it's pretty easy. He showed think. me his data. He had an Apex Pro on there. And uh he you know that it bends left and then right sure uh around turn 3 over there yeah um he straight lined it almost caught the wall that you don't know exists before the corner worker stage right at 3 and uh that put him on a pretty smooth transition over the berm. And he, <laughs> and he went
3: right behind the tire wall. Yeah. So just... He just
1: missed it. Yeah. And just missed a tree off to his left.
3: Yeah. So the berm is a pretty... It's not a hard like 90 degree yeah, it's kind of impact. More it's more got like a soft like ovalish loop to it. Yeah. And he managed to go off at turn three, climb up the berm and come to a rest perfectly behind the tire wall and behind the berm as well. But it's just... This could have been... So much worse. Oh, yeah. And it was just, I mean, if the car, we waited until lunch to get it out because it was such a... Uh, it was going to take 20 minutes. Yeah, it's a hard recovery. It's going to be a hard car to get back. But, I mean, I got full confidence that car could, it could be back out this it, afternoon if yeah, you really wanted to. driving around. Yeah. It,
1: it looked like it was straight in the pictures. He yeah. said, I don't think there's any body damage.
3: Yeah, I went out to uh, assess because they said they wanted to leave it. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure, like, let's say the same exact incident happens again. You know, I don't want someone collecting a car. So I get out there, and it was just there's absolutely no way this I mean, is anybody's car. Is it's not to get. a
1: common place to go. Well, not so, even that. Yeah.
3: It the car is now genuinely behind. I couldn't see it when well, I. Well, it was practice. hidden, and it's now behind an impact yeah, barrier. Practice, you know, I not tell. So. It's behind covers, so nobody would get it. But that was the perfect resting place yeah, for that got, car to go.
1: He got, got a little bit
2: lucky. So, all right, let's go see how he did.
3: Yeah, let's go check it oh, out. Thanks, man. No, oh, for
2: sure.
1: Does plug anybody? Here?
2: Thanks to uh, Fields Auto Works.
1: He probably said something in the front of the show.
2: He probably did. Yeah. But uh, they're here this weekend yeah. uh, running a wheel-to-wheel scholarship program. Mm-hmm. Lisa Keys is running her first wheel-to-wheel series. We were going to record with them last night, but uh, transmission they had a transmission
3: failure, yeah. so they were busy.
1: Yep, and I was pulling a gas tank out of Giles' CRX, so yeah. I was greasy and gross. I'm still wearing the same clothes.
3: You, uh, Adam had a really good race yesterday. He just missed the top five. Uh, but one car, actually, finished P6 out of the whole field, which was... That's well,
2: not true. He got yeah. P4 once.
3: He got P4 earlier out today. He got P4 both races. No, you're a P, uh, or you were P... Or were you one off the podium? Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, I it could was,
1: still see the Myriad car. That's right. I'm it sure.
3: was Judson that just missed the top five. Yeah, yeah but he got P4, <laughs> which was yeah. crazy. Um, But Judson, yeah, he just missed that top five. I found
1: two seconds in setup... This morning. Too. Wow. So I think everybody's going
3: a little faster.
1: My car was such a race one, it was such a bag of turds. What was like, going on? Turns out I had a- Abe spotted it. He's like, What's that rear wheel look like that for? And I was like, Oh, what does that look like that for? I had three quarters of an inch of rear toe in. So Ooh. the car wouldn't turn right. No. And guess how many turns here are right hand turns? All but one. All, all but like, yeah, one point five <laughs> turns or lefts. Um it uh, it handled like a it was really good in in the left hander, actually. Sure, like it actually felt great. This is where we want to be. Uh, it's like it
3: was, when you go go karting at the rental car place, yeah, and then yeah. you get the one that just smashed beyond uh-huh. belief, but it, it turns left real car. good.
1: Um, so I straightened that out. I'm playing with I took the, all the wing angle out, and I did a little bit of toe out in the rear. bumped the rear compression or rebound. bumped the rear tire pressures, and uh, it, it might it might get. 21s or something, so we'll see.
2: So, uh, also we should incra- uh, congratulate Alex Moss uh, working on the standing start record here. Yeah, um, got real close. Andy Smedegard has had uh, the record I think now for eight years in his old Evo. Yeah, and we believe it's a 0 mm-hmm. At least that that's the evidence that exists. Uh, Andy recently said today he you know he did a 112, yeah. but uh, what we have record for is 114. Alex did a 114.6 oh, yeah? today. it's
1: close. It was moving. That's wild. And, and he's not even on Hoosiers. Andy was on no, Hoosiers. Correct. Yeah.
2: Or no, he was on a BFG like Slick. Oh, yeah, r um, or something like that. I, but thought he, yeah, also, I knew he was on a Slick or a DOT or something. I used the Apex Pro in Alex's car, and he ran for a session this morning and uh, was able to manage a 13.6, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Oh. But um, the theoretical showed a 12.7. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, I mean,
1: this track
3: is hard to get everything out of.
1: Man, do you ever race here? You yeah. respect me out of um, this? This is
3: actually back in the day. This was where I got my competition license. What, what? How old were you when you got your comp license? Like fifteen.
1: or You were 16? racing before you had your real license. Yeah, yeah.
3: It was difficult, especially here, because um, we went through Midwest Council. Yeah. And if you're a minor, like under the age of 18, that is one of the more difficult places to race. Yeah. But it's also the most accommodating in terms of opportunity mm-hmm. but there's so many hoops to jump through right. um, but yeah I actually did most of my racing back here to get my comp license and when I was doing like divisionals and whatnot back with Spec Miata um, Blackhawk was really the home track more right. than anywhere I love uh, this place and it's so much fun it's been unfortunately it's been about three or four years since I've actually turned a lap here but right. hopefully next year that's all going to change But bring a car with you yeah I'm working on building a car right now so really? we'll see how it goes Yeah. what Miata? The green one from there. Oh yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is uh, day one of the build. What are you gonna do? Probably end up doing a K swap. Okay. We're looking at a K twenty four. The target, just for me to build a car that I want. We're gonna mm-hmm. cage it. I'm working on suspension setup right now. Minor arrow, but we're gonna go for about two fifty wheel max. So we're just gonna a be- party car. Yeah, between two thirty to two fifty, and we're going to shoot for twenty two hundred pounds with me in it. Okay. Um, my current spec me out is twenty two seventy five with me, race weight, but that's because it has to be that weight. I can get another fifty pounds or so out, Mm -hmm. so I feel like with decay and everything else, I might be able to get this car lighter. Yeah. But I want to build it so I can dial it back and tune it down to go play in GLTC or whatever it'll be. So yeah, have a bunch of different maps. Yeah, Uh, that's the plan. I mean, the plan is to get the car off the ground and you know running. And from there, maybe we'll look at Haltech or something and then right. see what we can do to bring it back down.
1: But I didn't know you were building the car.
3: It's building a fun. newer development as the last two months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, two m- you just went and got that, got that car. So I bought the car three years yeah, ago. it yeah. just sat there too. And um, screamin' deal. Left it in New Orleans because it was close by to where I bought it. Screamin' deal. Like, mm-hmm. I think I paid two K for the whole thing. Jeez. And uh, 60,000 miles, 2001 SE, uh, matching hardtop, like one owner. Rust free, just That's immaculate. So and this is before. is like a $10,000 car. Now. Right pre-COVID and whatnot, you know. But now I'm seeing them sell for worse condition, no hard top for at least 13. Really? If, if not more. Oh, my God. And so I was getting ready to, you know, flip this thing. Like, I'm going to make some mad money off of this. Right. And then, the, you know, the used car budget and everything, just the bubble or whatnot. You can't buy anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was playing with, you know, the money I would get out of it. And then the money I would spend buying another really clean chassis right. and then getting to where I'm at currently, it just doesn't make sense. And also, time is a big factor. Right. So, um, tomorrow after work, the plan is to actually start taking things out, start stripping it, doing the full inspection. Mm-hmm. And if the chassis is exactly what I'm looking for, uh, hopefully by fall, we'll have the car moving under its own power with the K power, whatnot. And then, um, caged, if I can get my cage builder to get me in this yeah. fall. Uh last opening they had was December. Okay. Um, but the plan is to get the car essentially turnkey before winter and then spend the winter out west um, dialing it in because I have the ability to go out west for the winter now, which mm-hmm. would be nice. You, mean, uh, you have a home out there now? Yeah, very, very quietly. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta pl- I have some... Uh, you got friends out there. i got friends, have friends. we'll say. Um, but yeah, I'll dial it in out west over the winter and then, you know, if the budget ever recoups from getting the build done, which it won't, Might not. Um, we'll try to paint it, you know. Cool. I got the color and everything sorted. It's, uh, I got the code over here. It's a Lamborghini paint code. Oh, you want to get real fancy. Huh? But it is this pearl yellow okay. with this gold flake in it. And I don't know how many stages it is. I don't know how much it's going to cost me to do. I need to look into that more. It's going to be cheap. But I got a guy and I'm hoping we can keep it. Relatively cost effective. That's cool, dude. But I'm we'll so see. Cool. I mean, that's, that's all, you know, that's the plan. Yep. As time goes, things will change. But one day, it'll be the right color. I was
1: building the car. I love it. Yeah, you I heard it here first. I like that you
3: still like the cars. So, <laughs> it was, all you do is cars. Yeah. So, I mean, the two sides of that is I decided to stay with the Miata platform. I had this another screaming opportunity to get into an S2000. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, I looked at it. My experience and knowledge with the Miata is gonna take me further dollar wise and faster than the S two thousand well. Right. So I'm gonna stand there. It's so easy
1: to find parts when you're at a racetrack too. Right. They're pretty
3: robust little cars. And the problem is with the Miata, it's getting more and more expensive, but you know, if I it's gonna be a wheel to wheel car, I'm gonna go through body panels, it's gonna get dinged up. I can get those. The S two thousand is now a collectible. It's now you yep. you put it in the wall, now you're buying another S two thousand. We see a lot of a lot of S two thousand
1: knuckles break too. That kinda yeah. worries me. So had one break yesterday, Jake Jordan started broke yesterday. Yeah, so. right. anyway. All right, let's go see how the Corvette did. Yeah, thanks for your time, everybody. Yeah, but we'll bother you again. That was fun. See you dudes.
3: Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes
1: all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pittsburgh Grid Live to say hello.